In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Good to have the gang back together. We are live at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner, and you know the weather is about to turn when on an otherwise quiet Wednesday, it looks like a bomb threat got called into Golfdom, boys. I mean, the parking lot is stone cold empty. The store has only one or two people in it. It means the weather is turning around. How are we doing this week? Good to have everyone back. Good Good to be be back. Good to be back in person. Very good. All right, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get cracking. We start with the book of Spieth. Jordan Spieth back in the winner's circle again at Harbortown and in total Jordan Spieth fashion. It was a wild ride. And part of what makes Spieth fanatics, I think, love him so much. Talks to his ball. Talks to Michael Greller. He's always analyzing. It's like he's hanging on by a thread. He had a period there for a couple of years where he had fallen down below 50 or 60 on the money list. He had been top 10 money list for five years out of the gate. And then he kind of lost it. He went drifting, as guys tend to do. Is Jordan Spieth back? And better yet, boys, why is he so popular? I think he's one of the clear stars of the PGA Tour. Who wants to take a crack I mean, at the book of Spieth? He is absolutely back. I expect him, guys, to win probably most of the other majors for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now, now, Jordan Spieth is so erratic and so quirky now. It's really, it's fascinating. The practice swing, I can't watch. Right. I don't know what's going on there, what we're trying to do with the practice swing. Found an article on that. Yeah, well. Don't know if you. I don't want to even listen to it. Golf.com, Jordan Spieth's eye-catching pre-swing rehearsal explained. Yeah, well, ca- how about eye-catching? You like yeah, that? eye-catching, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but I think what you're hitting on is exactly what, what to, to the point Zay was making about what makes him so popular. It's the unpredictability. You know, we have, we've, we've come from, and especially our era, we had a machine in Tiger, right? We knew what we were getting from him all the time. And we have some other people that were in short periods. He is so unpredictable. We don't know if he's going to win or if he's going to shoot 85. And even within the round, we don't know what's going to happen. I think it's a little bit, though, also of the nice guy who's got a little bit of a streak in him that, again, quirks itself out in the talking and the, the missing the putt on 18 on the third day. I mean, it's, it's kind of a little little. Bad guy there, too. But I think, look, it, the cycle that we've talked about, getting married, having a kid, things will start to get a little bit more uniform for routine. him. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully he'll be able to get into a routine, not feel bad about leaving home, all the other stuff, and he'll, he'll settle back in. Ronnie. I hope so. <clears throat> well, we've, we've seen him since he was 16 years old. That's yeah. the thing also. So I we've seen the, the genesis of this, of this player. We've been through all of the ups and downs with him, and there's been a lot of ups, especially at Augusta. Uh, He was the pride and joy of the Augusta National Golf Club for a while, his performance there. And then, of course, we had him at the British, where the drop, the crazy, wild wild right tee shot where he takes the drop back on the range. Uh, So we've been through his up and downs with him. It's like a child for us. We've watched the highs and lows and been there with him through it all. And when I say been there with him through it all, pardon me, we literally have been because he talks about 
everything that's going on. He gives us an inside look at what's going on in that maniacal brain at times. Right. And Michael Geller, we, Greller, we know all about him. <laughs> and uh, and he's a Texas boy, and he's got that, like you said, that little Texas edge to him. He's easy to root for, though. He yeah. is yeah. easy to he's root easy to for. Do you know for. any Spieth fanatics? Because I do. No. In terms of fandom? Oh, yeah. Our guy Scotty from Houston is a Spieth fanatic. Well, he Over is. Over the moon. Over the moon, so much so that he's exclusive Under Armour nice. from head to toe. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this, is a, this is a grown-ass man <laughs> who's our age, you know, who <laughs> sells heart valves for a living, and he is a full fanboy. <laughs> who, who is completely thrilled right now as he's listening to this yeah. show no that doubt. we just mentioned we his him. name. Well, I will yeah. mention his last name. <laughs> yeah. for, you know. It's fantastic. But uh, there's got to be other people that are full-on speed fanatics. I mean, I was over the moon, like, wow, this kid is amazing. He doesn't make a wrong step. He's mature beyond his years. And then after he won a couple majors, he got kind of squirrely where he was snipping at fans who were asking for autographs, by the way. He was great with the little kids at Harbortown. Um, And he kind of had to deal with the, okay, the spotlight's really bright now, and it's watching your every move. And then the swing. The swing got to be too much golf swing and not just, hey, play golf. Well, that brings me back to always my equation there is, did we really need to mess with the golf swing? It might have been the distractions were so high that it was taking away from the performance. But Potential as as, minus distractions equals performance. Correct. The John Rona signature yeah. so patented nice. formula. They go into this, and they, they're playing great, but then the distractions become higher, so their game suffers a little bit, and then they go looking. So sometimes they come out the other end, and sometimes they go into Bobby Clampettville. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh. Don't say that name. The other thing about Spieth is this. He was, early in his career, the most devastating long putter Correct. that the game has ever seen. I likened him to, to uh, Steph Curry of golf. He drained monster putts all the time. Short putting was always a little bit sketchy. And this week at Harbortown, he won despite a strokes gain stat of like negative two and a half strokes on the greens, which is almost hard to do. The last guy to win a tour event with that bad of a number of strokes gained was in 2009, Sean O'Hare. Remember him? Yeah. He won an event with that. Yep. Now that sent me chasing Ron into the explanation for strokes gained. (laughs) I think I've got it finally. I'm not going to bore you with it here. Do you, do you understand strokes gained? Not, the, not, not at all. The least. We talked about it once on the show. Player. But it could be. I coached you through Ghoul, it. Ghoul, you understand it because you're an administrator. Right. Uh, Ronis, what about you? Absolutely not. But it could actually go into. <laughs> Such uh, braggadocious you know, ignorance uh, on this panel. In greens and regulation, too, and then proximity. So your strokes gained because you're putting a lot. No, because you, you hit a lot of greens. No, and I think it has nothing to do with that. You don't but know I'm anything about strokes gained. <laughs> no, I don't. Anyway, he missed that short tiddler on 18 on Saturday. It listed a gap. Gasp from Faldo and Nancy, like, oh! <laughs> and then he said, they, he probably heard us. Did yeah. you hear them? <laughs> you yes. know it's loud when they've spent that much time up in that booth, and they know yeah. when they're too loud. Oh, yeah. he probably heard us. I think Shotlink said it was 18 inches. And trust yeah. me, we've all been there. Yep. Any event you've had to put out 18 to 18 inches, most friendly matches you don't, you've missed them. I think he just hit that one too hard. But here's the thing. I believe he won the Masters putting with his eyes closed or at least looking at looking the hole, at the hole. Looking at on the hole. short putts. Do you remember that yeah, year? Yeah, sure. I think, crazy. I think Sergio won the players putting the short ones with his yeah. eyes closed, and Spieth was looking at the hole. 
So I've, I've tried that, the eyes closed thing for a period. It, 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 like anything, it works for a while and then it stops working. So let's get back to the original question. Why is he so popular? Why do you think, Ghoul? Well, I, I think I said it. It's the unpredictability. We, we literally have no idea what's going to happen with okay. him. Ronis. Ronis. I think it's because he's flawed. I think the answer is because he is a guy you could see you or your son being. He is like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is so popular as an NBA player because there's a lot of white kids on suburban driveways shooting the ball that think, why can't I be him? And so with Spieth, he looks like a regular guy. You know, he does. He's not he does. superhuman. Exactly. And so he's relatable in that regard. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, back to the putting. So is he going to have an Achilles heel on putting the rest of his career? Can he fix that? What's harder to come back from, putting or being wild with your driver where you can't put it in play? Well, I can answer that one if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was Which yeah. one's you? I, can't hit, it. I, 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 I hit, hit half my drives on the ground. Okay. And I can, I can putt. I'll challenge speed to a putting contest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I, that's I think tough. he can come back because, because he, he has the technique. He can come back from putting. Like you said, we, we used to wonder why he missed 20-footers. You know, I don't expect yeah. that it's to miss. Putting so easy. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Yeah, so easy. What's, but, what's uh, easy about it? It's Pro. simple. It's simple. Yeah. To, to give me the secret. There's less variables. Okay. I mean, it's a smaller okay. stroke. There's less variables. It's just True. It's simple. Hitting a driver is pretty simple, too, because you're teed up. But hitting a four iron, okay, 210 yards, I mean, putting's the easiest thing in golf. Okay, now we're arguing. I, yeah. Ronnie warned that felt, he felt the vibe <laughs> yeah. was contentious yeah. on today's show. Yeah. Bro, can I bro you? Yeah. <laughs> putting is the most precise act in the game of golf. And the Speed. easiest to make precise. No. Precision is always the most demanding. Driver is not precise. you got a wide fairway, a big-ass head that's the size of a toaster. Put it anywhere. You're fine. A putt has to be just the right pace at just the right break. With no timing whatsoever. <laughs> And you just have to bring the putter back to square with sounds, the right speed. Sounds easy. But look so, what you have so to do. So why does golf have so many putters over there of all different because, shapes, lengths, because you get styles. because of human brains? That's yeah. what gets yes. in the way. Right. Yes, right. it's okay. so simple. Physically, it it is. Well, it's so much swing. so much of putting is confidence. Yeah. And John, you have a lot of confidence in your putting because you're a great putter. I've seen it firsthand and a great chipper. I right now am maybe the worst putter. No. Oh yeah, it's it's really, really? bad. I fix you in five minutes. Well, I need help. <laughs> yeah, I need I'll help. fix you right before we leave here. Okay, great. Yeah. And what will the last fifty-five minutes of your lesson be? A well, shoulder massage, McDonald's, <laughs> Diet five Coke minutes and some of nuggets. fixing your putting, <laughs> yeah. and fifty-five minutes of just rubbing his shoulders. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll be All okay. right. <laughs> um, where would another major to get to four for Spieth? Or if he wins the PGA to complete the whole set of China, which is very hard to do, where would that put him in the pantheon of great players of all time? He's, he's it, so young right now. I mean, I don't know that we even room. go. He'd have a lot of time. But and, that alone, first of all, I went. Just do the career grand slam. I pulled, out, I pulled out the multiple major winners who are still active PGA Tour members. Mickelson is five, three Masters, two PGA, and a British. He's 51 and pretty much done. Rory is 32. He's got four, two PGA, one U.S. Open, one British. Kepka, bruh, I play golf. I'm good. 31, and he's got four majors, two PGA, two U.S. Opens. And then there's Spieth with three, Masters, U.S. Open, British. He's already in a yeah, high order. Yeah, he's, I don't think getting four, for me anyway, getting four doesn't set him apart from his current class that we were talking about there. Certainly the career Grand Slam 
is something that's very unique and I don't know how many, how many people have done that, but it's it's less than two handfuls. Exactly. Right? So, um, you know, that, that would be a career, certainly, uh, distinguisher. But to Ron's point, I think he's still going to be going. F- getting a fourth would keep him in the group that he, we've already said he's in. So, I don't, you know, I don't know okay. that, that, four, that puts him anywhere. Four puts you in a different level entirely, too. I, that's what I think. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, the Grand Slam, certainly. And then four puts you in a different I, category. I think that an indicator of just how good of a golfer he is, but also how uh, competitive he is, is the fact that he won this past week on a golf course where you can't usually have your We're B sort of, or C game because yeah. it's point-to-point, small greens, but it, it's an it's indicative of just how tough he is. He's a and he missed a cut. Competitor. Tough T is a competitor. Just missed a cut at his favorite that, place in the world. That's right. So he's going to scrape. He's going to claw. He's going to nip at your, at your heels. He's a bulldog. All yeah. right. Uh, of the guys behind Spieth with three, here's your current active members with two. Bubba Watson, two Masters. He's 43. Martin Keimer, two, one U.S. Open, one PGA. He's 37. And can't play. Zach Johnson has two, a Masters and a British. He's 46, though. DJ has two, a Masters. That's amazing. Asterisk. Did you see that on my list? <laughs> I saw it. I saw put it. that there. No, no, it isn't. No fans. I mean, I'm going to asterisk that till the end of time. And a U.S. Open. And Colin Morikawa has two. Uh, he's 25 years old. A PGA, asterisk, no fans. And the British Open. Then you got Scheffler with one, Rom with one, Matsuyama with one, DeShambo with one, Patrick Reed with one, and Justin Thomas. Yeah, and the, a lot of that group will probably get a second one, but four is a totally different level. Yeah, and then there's a bag of guys who could theoretically win another major. They only got one, but you wouldn't see it. Shane Lowry, Gary Woodland, Francesco Molinari, no. Sergio, Jimmy Walker. Does he still golf? Henrik Stenson, so. Danny Willett, Jason Day, Jason Duffner. Does he still golf? Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Keegan Bradley, Charles Schwartzel, Louis Oosthuizen, and Graham McDowell. So there's your list. Thoughts on Harbortown? I've played it. I've been there. It's lovely. It's amazing. It's tighter than your high school tuxedo. Yeah. It is what it is. It's a great course, I think, for the week after the Masters, right? It's still in the same neighborhood, so it's not a long trip. Uh, you know, it's beautiful to look at, but I don't really – it doesn't – Boy, really a lot of man minus from you guys. Ronnie, have yeah. you been there? <laughs> uh, I've been there. I've never played it, but um, I was – you know, a tradition at the Maryland golf team. We went to spring break every year in Hilton Head, and the tradition was to steal the flag from the 18th Excellent. of Harvard Town. <laughs> Good. And, uh, a gentleman on our team, a young gentleman who is not quite 21 it's yet. not what gentlemen do. Yeah, Tommy things. Mensing decided that he was going to be <laughs> the one who grabbed it. Good to say his name. Yeah, so he, that's okay. So he, took, he took the flag. Mm-hmm. We, I, I was handling the van at the time, pulled in. Get we away, weren't driver. even supposed to be in the area. We used yeah. a fake name to get in. And I saw a flashlight coming from one of the docks, and needless to say, I ended up in the Beaufort County uh, jail. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you played 18. Yeah. So I have been, I've yeah. never been there uh, to play golf, but I've been there. Okay. Yeah. This has gotten way offline. It's fantastic. <laughs> you, you two guys who are meh minus on this low country gem are missing the boat and need to reconsider. And, Ronnie, you need to go to church and get right with God and your boy Tommy Mensing. Low-level criminal. All right. Coming up, a quick nine plus two of the wackiest rules snafus in a long time. Mr. Ghoul, put on your officials hat. We're going to put you into service next. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. 
four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. By the way, Club Pro Guys, X747 Camel Toe Rescue Club has been officially rejected by the USGA oh, for that's, conforming That was a standards. close one, I bet. I saw that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's milking that for all that it's worth. We are here plausibly live at Golfdom Golf in Tyson's Corner. Thank you to Buddy Christensen for sponsoring this show. Come on down, get fitted, get clubs. He has got a lot of stuff in stock, including a lot of bags. Uh, he's done a great job of staying ahead of the pandemic, supply chain issues, and he's got absolutely top-rate fitters in three state-of-the-art fitting bays. We're in the center one right now, and come on down and get yourself fit. But when you do get feet fit, just remember you got to have a little bit of patience. Uh, you know, it's taking a little while for the clubs to get made and put the right grips on and sent out to you. So just patience, my friend. Patience. He's also going to be carrying a new book. That's right. Yeah. Which will be called, is called. Raising a Junior Golfer. Ding, ding, ding. Written by one. John, John Ronis. Ronis. Good guy. <laughs> Who is the director of golf at yeah. River Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Got that right. Buddy so. asked me to bring the bookends. Very nice of him. Um, and so he's going to sell them here. Okay, excellent. Um, before we get to the quick nine, two, actually three rules things that are completely whacked. One was Harold Varner at Harbortown. He hit his ball right near one of the houses, near one of the canals. It's all over Harbortown. And a helpful idiot homeowner <laughs> comes over and picks it up. Boy, old, is this your ball? Is there a pro tournament going on right now? And he, he's, and there's like, yeah, what number is it? And he's like, oh, I think it's yours. And he puts it back where the homeowner thought the ball was. That was out of bounds. Uh, Varner was convinced, right, John Gould, that right. it was inbounds. Correct. In the meantime, from one account I read, the homeowner then fell into a creek <laughs> with the ball. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it ended up, Varner ended up getting penalized because they couldn't determine if it was truly inbounds. Right, so this is you're not going to find this on any page of the rule book. It's a question of fact. Where was the ball? Right? There's no rule book that says, well, if a guy picks it up and he puts it back and he's a neighbor and he falls into a creek, this is what you do. Right? So it's just determining the facts. And it, from what the way I heard it is, the rules official, quote unquote, believed the the uh, resident and not where because Varner didn't know where it was. He said he thought it was there. And the, the spectator said, this is where it was. And that's what he went with. He went right. with you know, what I would call the weight of the evidence. And maybe it was 51-49, but he had to make a decision on what the facts were. And that's all it was. Okay, that was number one. Number two was Dylan Fratelli, yeah. who found his ball suspended from a strand of Spanish moss in one of the magnificent oak trees there. And he sized it up. It was just above his head. And he goes, you know what? I can play this. i got to turn my driver upside down and kind of tomahawk it. <laughs> Like a pinata. And he right. goes, bunk, and he knocks it out into the fairway. Makes par. Incredible, right? Wow. Incredible. Only afterwards did they find out, eh, you were standing astride, astride the line oh, of your God. shot. Yes, you groan. Uh, Fratelli says the rules of golf remain undefeated, y'all, after that <laughs> ruling. Now, here's what I don't know. There was a rules official I saw in photographs standing right next to that. Right. Is it not his... Yeah, and, and I, duty you know, to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! 
if he knew it, if, if he, he realized it. it. So when I, when, I, when I see these th- types of things, I, I often say, okay, would I have made that call? Would I have been able to do that? And there is no way I would have watched him do that and said, oh, he's a stride of the ball. I, he can't do that. Now, once they announce it, and that's why we have these expert rules officials, and I, I do a lot of rules fishing, but I'm certainly not at that level. When you hear that and then you watch it, you go, oh, yeah. But I would not have thought of that. You wouldn't have yeah. thought of it. I wouldn't have thought yeah. of it. Because right you're like, mind. holy cow, a guy's going to play a ball out of right. Spanish moss like a tomahawk. Because I would have told yeah. him, hey, unplayable balls, a one, a unplayable rule is, yeah. is one-stroke penalty. You drop below it. You've got plenty of room to swing. Why would why you, would you Why would you risk it for a 10-yard gain you know, where he knocked yeah. it to? Maybe so, practice that shot. And the rule is simple. You cannot stri- You cannot. Yeah, straddle. it's to avoid a croquet type yes. of shot. Correct. Right? You know, so Sam Snead and, and, and I'm sure when they wrote the rule, they were not envisioning someone doing it on top of their head. They were envisioning someone to do it between their legs with a putting style right. with a club. So but he may, he, I think he practices. He calls that shot the mossy shuffle. <laughs> He's very good getting out of suspended moss uh, hangers. Now, this is an all-time doozy. Uh, did you hear the story about senior tour player Rick Grabowski? I have not heard this one. <laughs> senior tour qualifier, not a regular tour player, but he qualified for a senior tour event at the Hogue Classic. Rick Garboski ran out of balls on the fourth hole. Oof. Had to ask Mark Kalkovecchia, Ron, British Open champion, longtime PGA Tour stalwart, um, got any balls? <laughs> I read this story. And here was what unfolded. First of all, He was able to borrow a ball, even though it didn't match his spec type, but he was penalized for using it. It's a two-stroke penalty. That was the ruling, John. You're sort of like, hmm, interesting. You're allowed to use a ball that's not yours. You're just going to pay for it in strokes. He then sent some slappy back to the clubhouse to get him more pellets, and he fell behind and had to go to the group behind. He got penalized again for slow play and falling out of position. He ended up carting a nine on the hole, he ended up getting enough pellets back. But do you know why a pro, even if he is a qualifier pro, would run out of balls on the fourth hole? Do you know this is part I, of the what story? What he shoot yeah. in the first three? Yeah. No. No. All week long, he was flipping balls yeah. to kids yeah. in the oh. crowd like they were Mardi Gras yeah. and didn't take note of how many were left in his bag. And I thought, who wants a ball from Rick Grabowski? Yeah, no one. <laughs> That is classic. But I'm actually having a little trouble with that rule. because Really? Yes. So you can run out of balls and, and get balls from anybody else. There's no penalty to that, right? It's not part of your equipment like your 14 clubs. So you can get a ball. You can pick up a ball. You know, that's one of the reasons it's in there. You can pick up a ball out of the water and say, oh, I want to play this. On tour and nowhere else, they usually have what's called a one-ball rule, yeah. which means if you're playing a title, it's not the number, but if you're playing a Titleist. DT, Titleist AVX, Titleist, yeah, Titleist Pro AVX, V1, Pro You play the AVX. You can't play a Titleist Pro V1. You play AVX all the way through, and it doesn't, I don't care what the number is. But it's, but it's usually a disqualification penalty as soon as you play a, if you get out of the one-ball rule. Now, we, at our section level and most of the high-level amateurs, got rid of that rule because that's just a funny reason to disqualify someone. We don't care. Yeah. It used to be a big deal if you were playing a, you know, a top flight on one hole and a balada ball on a par three where you could spin it more. Yeah. Now the balls are so similar. Who, who cares? Doesn't matter, yeah. We've gotten rid of that at, at, at our level. I, I, I'm, wow, I'm I don't think the ruling's right again. there. Okay. I'm, I'm very right. confused. Well, you can look that one up. I'd never okay. heard of that. That's the game of golf for you. All right, here we go. Quick nine. Hole number one, architecture. What is worse, a tuft of ornamental grass in a bunker or a tree in the middle of the fairway? I think both are garbage. <laughs> Total garbage. I, I, I think the, uh, the tree, you know, 
you have a possibility of in a good shot and getting penalized because of the tree. So that's right. why I don't like that. From a rules perspective, I hate the tuft of grass in a bunker because if it's in the grass, it's not in the bunker. And if right. it's on the, on the actual sand, it is. So there's all kinds of complications Ron, that I hate. Uh, ornamental grass in the bunker is worse than a tree in the middle of the fairway. Sometimes I like a tree in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, you can hit Williamsburg around. Golf Club, hole number yeah. four. Westwood just, has one. Yep. Adds yeah. a little strategy, right? It does. And you're at least aware of it so you can negotiate that. But the tuft of grass, the ornamental grass some designers are like that'll look good what if i hit my ball in the bunker and i'm stymied behind a big old fluff of hair yeah stupid and yeah. you and i steve are tree people and so we like oftentimes those big well oftentimes those big trees are there because you want to cut them down all right gary player hole number two buddy golf how many times does a buddy get to miss a tea time before you stop inviting him once. <gasps> oh, I, I was going to say twice, and I thought you, I was being no. the what? one, one time. time you get the warning. The second time, you're out. One for you, Ronus. One time. Yeah, I wonder why you don't have any friends. This is, this right. is a it's no, awfully hard. High expectations this is a no too. call, no show. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say he's got an excuse, but it's a little flimsy. Nope. I, I think it's once. Nope. Yeah, it's once. It's once. And no, you, no, no, no. You, you get a second chance. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, my take. You, okay. No, you, get, you don't. All right. Hole number time three. is when you're out. Hole number three, travel. Where do you stand on guys who bring incomplete sets of clubs <laughs> with them on a golf trip? Like every other iron. Why are you laughing? Come on. Hey, hey, I mean, come yeah, on. I'm, comp- I'm competing against him. You know, whatever. If you want to penalize yourself by not having the full what set. What are we doing? It's non-commit. It. You're not committed. You have to commit. <laughs> If you're if you're paying for a golf trip, please pay for a set of irons. Steve, please tell me you have a mesquite story about this. <laughs> not one mes- of your Milwaukee boys. Not not mesquite, but there's a Milwaukee guy I love dearly. He runs Wisconsin golf trips. Jason Coughlin one year came out to Vegas to play with us, and he packed every other iron. He's like, ah, I don't have a six iron. I go, Why not? He goes, I didn't feel like packing them all. I go, But you wow, you packed the you, bag. But you packed the bag like you could have put them in. He's like, Yeah, I know. I just kind of didn't. <laughs> wow. He Darn didn't save anything. Ever. He still paid the same fee He's for paid the same amount. Yeah. Now there have been times where our boy McGowan will pack his girlfriend Janice's bag in his travel bag, and they will go with a combined like you know twenty set, twenty piece set yeah. between the two yeah. of them, yeah. mix and match. Yeah. But okay. Hole number four, equipment. Can somebody please tell me, are five woods cool again? In my bag. Yeah. They are currently in I think, my. I, golf I think bag. you know we've gone away from three irons, four irons. Some of that is hybrid related, but you know the, if it's five wood and you know whatever seven wood. I thought video could, killed the radio star Ronnie, and the hybrid killed the five wood. Was I wrong about no, that? No, the hybrid killed the three, four iron for me. Five oh, iron. really? <laughs> okay, and, I'm with you, Ronnie. Wait, let me let me add to that. Yeah. and the six iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the six irons getting nervous in the bag. I, oh no, the six iron is Ronnie in and my I. Bag. Are, we're teeing it up with the nine hole seniors tomorrow, yeah, right? I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I go. I go driver. I go five wood. I go seven wood, and then I go five hybrid, six hybrid. Yikes! So I don't carry. Yeah. I carry a bunch of wedges. I don't carry a six iron. Imagine if your clubs could talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> your six irons like. Bro, what happened to Fiverr? <laughs> he was here the other day. Is he coming back? You're Is he in the garage? That's funny. What happened? Yeah. And then you turn to this hybrid. You're like, who are you, bro? <laughs> I'm the new six iron. <laughs> All right, hole number five. 
Uh, media, give one known golf commentator a new 10-year contract and give another one a pink slip. I, would, I love David Duvall, so I would okay. give him a 10-year contract. I just love everything about him. I don't him. think he's on right now. I haven't seen him on. No, he isn't. He's playing. So, He's playing, oh, he's playing on the Champions Tour. All right, then just go with Azinger. He's a good dude. And um, I'd get rid of probably Shambly's time okay. to go. Okay, all right. Uh, I love Faraday, so I want him to stick around as long as he can and, and, and get back on the Masters, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, because if they're going to allow Dude Bros or whatever their name was, then they should allow <laughs> Faraday. And I knew somebody was going to say Shambly. You know what Who really just got under my nerves when I was listening to Masters Radio was Tarico. Oh, I didn't. You better not blaspheme in the house of Tariqa. He listens to the show, too. I didn't didn't like it because he's a play by play, but he was trying to do analysis. And I'm like, I want the analysis, the analyst to do the analysis. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ronnie? Uh, I am a big fan of, is it McManus, who rarely does it? Uh, What's his name? Uh, The guy who does basketball and he does football, but he does the Masters. Terry Gannon? No. Let me back up. Jim Nance? No, I know. Sean McManus. Sean Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough. Oh, yeah. I know Sean. He's really good. He is really good. He's a dark cup of coffee. He's black coffee, no cream for a lot of people, but I respect it. He is very good. And uh, Ian Baker Finch has to go. He's the pink slip. Thank you. I'll re-pink slip him after you just so he understands like we're mean it. And he's the nice nicest guy ever but he's like great accent he's like barry manilow if you don't like barry manilow music you're gonna hate barry manilow <laughs> if he's a nice guy and that hopefully would like shape up nabolo he'd be like oh man they fired ian baker finch i better actually put some thought into what i'm saying and not just rest on my accent which a lot of these guys do mm. and i give a 10-year contract to rich Lerner because i think he's oh he is oh, excellent yeah. he is excellent. great yeah. really good all right hole number six Local, what is the most underrated public or private course, or both if you want, in a 50-mile radius in the DMV? I think it's outside of 50 miles, but that the place we went to, Ronnie, was Spring, Spring Creek. Was yeah, that's, that's far out. Yeah. That's private. too far? Yeah. Underrated it's private. Far. It was yep. public. No, yeah, it's, it's semi Semi. Semi. It semi is now? Yeah, they have memberships. Semi-private. They have oh. memberships. Yeah. Okay. But I think I will, they might even I, be going I will, I will. I will give a shout-out to... I, I told you guys earlier, I played, club. I played River Creek from the back tees. I have no right to be playing the back tees, but it's, a, it's an outstanding golf course with yeah. an amazing finish. So yeah. Finish along the water. It's a good, it's I think sweet. it's underrated. I don't think it's in that. Is that fun hitting 12 grounders from the back tees? Like you said, you can't well, get the ball. You know, it got me to nowhere you know, to walk through the white and the blue tees <laughs> to the ladies' tees where I could hit my next shot. So I got to cover all the tees. It was great. But you had 22 putts because you're that yeah, good, And so. 16 putts. It was good. You know, it's hard for me to answer the question on the private because I don't know what people rate them. But I, I think well, private courses that don't get enough pub in, the, in our local area are Washington Golf and Bellhaven. And they're very good. I just don't know. I mean, I think people who have played them say they're very good. So yeah. I don't know if that's really underrated. But uh, Daily Fee underrated um, Northwest Park is a really good golf course that we play that that the associations play a lot of qualifiers on because you can tip it out to 72, 7,300 wow. yards and it'd be a good test of golf. It okay. is, so that's it a, good is a good golf course. Ronnie. For, uh, the obvious one for me, private, is the Cannon Club. Right. Uh, nice. We've made a lot of changes to the Cannon Club, turned number one into a par four, but it's we've lengthened the golf course. So I think that uh, Cannon Club's great private golf course, but the best public, uh, most underrated public golf course is the University of Maryland. Oh, yeah. It's a Still, good golf course. That beautiful. is a good Terrific. championship golf course. Okay. Uh, underrated for me club-wise is uh, Woodmore. Uh, always has been. And the uh, underrated public, I would say, is probably 
Um, probably Maryland National, which I'm playing more and more these days. Yeah. Going across going, the river. Go up 270. Yeah. Okay, hole number seven, weather. On a scale of one to terrified, how scared are you of being struck by lightning on the well, golf course? Terrified. I mean, you're dead. Ter- I'm terrified. Now, I, I translate that into all aspects of life. When I was coaching the Little Leaguers and stuff, my team was in their cars when lightning came in. Other coaches are like, oh, yeah, whatever, and they're running in the parking lot or something. My kids are in the cars because I've known people who've gotten killed, and lightning does not mess around. Okay. Ronnie, you too? Uh, You're terrified? Terrified. Cool. Especially since I have a, a child, a 14-year-old yeah. boy. You've got to be responsible. They I'm not saying you are you responsible. I'm just saying what is your actual fear? Terrified. Okay, fair enough. Cool. You know, this on the scale, I'm very low because I try not to play when it rains or when there's any <laughs> yeah. bad weather. So, but you're out there you know, officiating yeah, all officiating, the time. Well, and and uh, yeah, we, we are, we're very diligent about the radar. You know, for us, it's five mile strike for, for juniors and 10 mile strike for the pros because not because we don't like the pros as much, it's just because they're in carts and they can get in easier. Um, but, you know, we try to be very, dil- I mean, from an operational standpoint, that is our worst nightmare, right? We've got lightning, but not rain. So the so the players are all like, well, what do you mean? It's not, it's, you know, there's yeah, nothing going yeah, on, right. yeah. and we've got to get them off the course. I don't mess around, but I'm still about a two, yeah. which means I'm going to get struck probably tomorrow. Right. Hole number eight, uh, practice. What common practice technique or exercise have you finally decided is absolutely worthless? We're talking practice. We're talking practice. Yeah, this Al is Iverson. good for you. What, what I've learned I from the guys say. like these is I used to – I don't practice as much as I should anyway, but – you know, hitting 10 seven hours in a row is worthless. Hitting 10 drivers in a row is worthless. You, unless if I'm unless you can do that on the course, well, yeah, which you're not. Which I'm not. So you've got to practice the way you play on the course. I should hit a driver, and then I should hit an iron, and then I should hit a chip, and maybe two chips. And then, you know, that type of thing would be, is better for me. So. I believe that every swing you take is beneficial, no matter if it's a practice swing or hitting a golf ball. So every ball you hit is practice, and I don't see any reason that there would be a worthless Wow. Okay. Practice. All right, Ronnie. I'm going to kind of stretch it a little bit, but as far as technique goes, I don't know if I can talk about hitting off of a mat as a technique. Probably <laughs> not. But I, I will not hit off of mat. I thought about that, Ron. I thought, is that even worth doing? Because it's not how the the, yeah. the club turf interaction is the essence of golf, the essence of ball striking. And on a mat, you can bounce it, you can slide yep. it, you can slop it. Yep. You have no idea. John, most of your lessons during the warm weather, are, they, are you on grass or are you on the inside? Grass. I have yeah. my own tee. Yeah. I knew that, but yeah. I'm saying you're also, you have your video inside. Yeah, your you, little... Well, I can take all the video outside Great. too. It's yeah. winter time when you're, when you're in the... Uh... And that's just getting reps, right? As opposed yeah. to worry about the... You know, I think what you say, Ron, there is, is the mat time can be warm-up time, but it's not practice time. Yeah, I'm convinced chipping practice is worthless because <laughs> that's all I've done for two years since the pandemic. I'm really not any better because when you're on your 12th chip of a specific chip of 15, 20 feet and you finally get it right, you're like, oh, I get it now. Well, you have to execute under pressure for $2 but with your best buddy. Say, you have to understand what I say to my students. Imagine how much worse you would have gotten if you hadn't taken these lessons. I don't <laughs> think it would have been worse. Even though you're no better. Finally, hole number nine, <laughs> clothing. You have to play a $100 match against a total stranger at a course, but you only have two choices. There's a guy wearing a bucket hat and a guy wearing an old-school visor with the cabbage flowing out the middle of that one. Which guy would be easier to beat? I'm going with the bucket hat all day. Wow. The visor guy scares me. 
No, really? That is yeah. a great. That's the good player that, you know, Vin, uh, what's it? Welch's last. Vance. Vance, Vance Welch. That's who I think of. Visor guy. Visor guy, guy, Visor guy yeah. who can play. It's just a great question. I'm going to have to go with the bucket only because the visor guy. I don't know. I can't answer that <laughs> well, question. Well, the visor guy, if he's got the hair that sticks out like Yellow Faxon, hair and, like Faxon used yeah. to, you yeah. know, how he wore okay. it puffed up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to play against a guy in a bucket hat. I'm a little <laughs> no afraid way. of that. You right? default? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, the worst, the guy you don't want to play is the wide-brim sun hat guy. You know that guy? Because he plays all the time. Oh, he plays 250 rounds yeah. a year. So, yeah, you want to avoid that guy. He'll up and down you to death. All right, coming up, final segment. Uh, John will get us up to speed on the local DMV area golf stuff. John wrote us on Junior Golf. We'll talk about his book as well. Ronnie with some tales from the links as well and whatever else you guys want. It is the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom here in Tyson's Corner. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. All right, we are back. Zabe here with John Ronis, the director of golf at the River Creek Club in Leesburg, Virginia. Also, the Ronis Academy, where practice, practice, practice makes it perfect. Practice. John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, and Ron Thomas, longtime uh, former Potomac Cup captain, Maryland team, and played for Maryland at the University of Maryland back in the day under Fred Funk. Okay, before we get into what you guys want, I want to say something right here that may come off as a bit desperate or pathetic, (laughs) but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. I get a fair amount of invites from people via email, zabe at yahoo.com, saying, I love the show. You guys are great. You're funny. It's very smart discussion. I'd love to have you out at my club. I'd love to play golf with you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I seem to never have time. I am now taking, and I'm going to take these invites up on and go and play at these places. I would love to bring one or more of you guys, if your busy schedules permits. So if there is a request, come see this club. Because people are proud of their clubs. Mm. They want us to see them. So if you have that invite, send it to me at zabedyahoo.com, and I will start putting them in our calendar. I'll try to bring some of the knuckleheads along. And I have a gentleman named Bob Ferris at our club who's a great guy, uh, former pitcher, and um, he went to uh, Africa or South Africa yes, with he did. you, and he always asks when's Abe coming over. So there's an invite right there. there Thank you. And you guys, Number Ronnie, and you guys can play with them, and I'll ride around the cart. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Giving us tips. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start with you, John Gould. What's happening in the Middle Atlantic section? Well, uh, first of all, as we record on Wednesday of this week, uh, our National Club Pro Championship is wrapping up in Austin, Texas. Uh, and we have two of our professionals kind of in the hunt for top 20. Uh, Ian McConnell, uh, who's a longtime assistant at, at Springfield, now just went over to RTJ this season, is, uh, well, when, when he teed off, uh, he was tied for 18th, top 20 make PGA championship. And another fellow from uh, down in Richmond, Troy Thorne, 
um, was 28th or 29th. Uh, so top 20. Hopefully they're they're uh, playing well today, and hopefully they'll get in. But I, I love following that. And, of yeah. course, Chad Mosley made the cut also from Belhaven. Chad Mosley made the first cut. They had a th- uh, three-round cut. Uh, it didn't make that one. But uh, locally, yeah, from, from Belhaven, great playing by Chad. Uh, our section schedule starts on Monday. We have our opening day scramble, which is kind of a fun two-person scramble out at Shenandoah Valley. Uh, uh, on Monday, and then our, you know our junior tour, which Winston plays on. But um, you know, for anybody interested in getting their uh, kids involved with golf, that's a kind of a step up from playing at the club level, and probably a couple steps down from playing AJGA, but somewhere in between. Uh, we'd love to have uh, the juniors uh, go to our website, mapga.com, click on Junior Golf. Plenty of opportunity for juniors. Uh, and there's other associations doing it, too, and we love what they're doing. Uh, but we think we'd, we run a good program. We want to have uh, the, the kids out there. All right, uh, Mr. Ronas, what's shaking on your front? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my time to the gentleman from Maryland. I, just, I do want to repeat that I have a book out. It's called Raising a Junior Golfer, and I want to thank the people so far who have written to me and asked for a copy. I've sent out quite a few in the past week or so. so How can they reach um, out to you? Uh, you can write to me at John Ronas Golf Academy at Gmail. Um, you can write to you. R-O-N-I-S. R-O-N-I-S. J-O-H-N-R-O-N-I-S. But I just want to say thanks. It's, it's something that's really cool. But Ronnie has some really cool stuff to talk about. So go ahead, Ron. Well, uh, and again, as we record this on Wednesday of week prior to airing, uh, tonight is the first annual induction in, of the Maryland State Golf Association Hall Golf of Fame. Fame. Right. And, uh, John, you'll be there. Hopefully Correct. we'll be sitting next to one another. But it's a very celebrated class. I'm not going to go through all the names, but uh, give us some. Well, Marty West is the one that jumps yeah. out. Twenty, he's won 22 MSGA titles, and uh, including nine amateurs. He's, and he's also been on played this show. 40 USGA champions. Fred McLeod, head professional at Columbia the Country first. Club for 55 years. Columbia Country Club's only had three head pros in mm-hmm. its existence in 120, wow. 120 years. They're like the Steelers years. of yeah. clubs. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, and then just some other great players. Some uh, Bill Clark, Dean Beeman. Uh, yeah, Bill Clark, head professional at Hillendale for 35 years, former president of the PGA of America. And then, of course, Dean Beeman, former commissioner of the PGA, who really turned the tour into what it is. Uh, and Dean is also a University of Maryland and player. Three-time and Middle Atlantic uh, amateur champion. Right. Yep. Yeah, and a couple U.S. amateurs. So yeah. that'll be at Manor Country Club, and that'll be a nice uh, a very nice event. And it's, it's probably been a little bit too long of a time coming. Because uh, Maryland has a lot of great golfing. Well, and they did history. it to celebrate their hundredth year, which was last year. And you know, with COVID, they had to postpone it. So yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Is the Maryland golf course still in jeopardy of being plowed under for retail housing? Not at center? all. So no, it's it's, it's, nice. it's paint, paint branch is the one who got the yeah paint branch. Paint oh, branch they took the bullet. The nine hole <laughs> facility. Yeah. yeah. Hey, someone had to take it, right? Okay. Yeah. So hey, that's great. Is, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on locally too that I forgot to mention is you know we got two tour events coming to uh, coming to the DMV uh, first first the Wells Fargo which is uh, beginning of May so coming not, quick. Yeah, yeah, we're running the pre qualifier on the Thursday. Uh, April 28th, that's at Laurel Hill, and, and about 40 or 50 will make it to the Monday qualifier, which is at Cattail Creek the Monday the week of. Uh, we'll join some tour players as well. I'll have about 72 on that Monday for four spots. You're going to see them today. Could Correct. you please put in a word? We'd love to do this show there on the same Wednesday 
two Wednesdays from today would be the day of that tournament. Of the program, yeah. I'll talk to him about it. I'm starting that day for the uh, practice rounds. I'm I'm starting on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday afternoon on the first tee. Really? Yeah. That's great. Good for you. Okay, fantastic. And uh, Mr. Ronis, would you like to get us up to date on the internecine squabbles of a private club and the oh, mechanisms man. of how that works. Do not well, go, you know, I can't, I can't speak on other clubs, but uh, us at River Creek, we have no problems whatsoever. See what you guys don't know out there listening. Yeah. If, there was a show, a pay-per-view show. That is the last show John will do, I may do, that really lays bare what goes on. And I'm like, ooh, I wish we could have that. That's all right. People, all are, people are passionate about the game, right? That's yeah, the bottom you know, line. Clubs are clubs. You get just a lot of different people. and They come together, and we're going forward, and uh, it's going to be a great Steve, year. Steve, if, we have, if yeah. we have just a minute, uh, we have a minute. your Milwaukee golf, your Wisconsin golf, are they playing up there? Are we getting oh, started? Yeah. Well, and- they're playing. It snowed over an inch the other day when we got a little bit of snow out west. It's uh, brutal late spring weather. It won't turn nice until at least the middle of May, and then it'll still turn nasty again from time to time. That's the price of poker when you're playing up there. But let me tell you, June, July, August, and most of September is glorious. Yeah, about. So, yeah. Uh, did you see the match for June 1st, my birthday? Yeah, Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, and Allen. Are you excited, not excited? There's no tour pros in this. I'm done with it. It could get a little squirrely, you know. I mean, I could see double bogey winning a hole when everybody loses it, you know. Uh, no one's tuning in to watch the golf. That's Ronis is out. I saw yeah, Ron. Totally you out. shake your no, head. I'm, like, I'm completely out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cool. No what interest. is wrong with these? Guys? I don't know. I'm, I'm watching it. I just think it could get. You know, it, it's it's going to be less like golf and more like a TV show for sure. Now Mahomes is apparently a really silly great player in addition to being a great quarterback now we'll see if he's see this is where i like it ron i like looking at these guys games and going you're not that good rogers it's all relative well it is all relative right Right. yeah and then finally mark mark Wahlberg's mansion is for sale 87 and a half million dollars in the hollywood hills and it has a five whole golf course attached i was fairly obsessed with that when i saw it yeah but it's all fake grass So you're yeah, telling me turf. you went I'm just kidding. I'm went, going back to you, you what went, I said. You win Powerball five hundred million dollars. Would you be interested? Would you take a I, swing at that eighty seven and a half? No, million? I would it, just build my own. If it yeah. wasn't in California, correct, I'd be all it might over fall it. off well, into the ocean. See, at, at five hundred million, you can afford California. Right? Yeah, it's they, a luxury you can even they afford. Take two hundred forty yeah, right. million off the top. <laughs> no, you can't. In California. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> that's that's way too much house. That's way too much. There's one not right near us, Zay, that you flew over for twenty million. Who, who knew eighteen holes? Who knew Dirk Diggler? Dirk, Dirk Diggler would have an eighty-seven yeah. million dollar yeah. mansion. Yeah. All right, boys. In the meantime, hit him straight. Thank you, buddy Christensen and Golfdom for sponsoring the Capital Golf Gang. Come on down, get fit, get the latest equipment, get on out there and play some golf. It's turning nice. Have a great week, and we will see you next time on the Capital Golf Gang. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team Nine Eighty. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com that's c-z-a-b-e at yahoo.com or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com and for free swag we're all an extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts